this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Tigas listeners, welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Looks like a few states are open to the ideal of returning back to our so-called normal way of living. Come mid-May, we will be initiating phase one of lifting the quarantine restrictions. My question to you is what are you looking forward to once that happens? In the meantime, continue to grab your CDC certified face masks, gloves, and Clorox wipes and wash your hands as often as possible. Again, God still has his hand in this. But it doesn't mean we should avoid cleaning our own. On this episode, we have a local producer by the name of Nigel Lawrence. Nigel Lawrence just released a dope single title, Without Your Love. This single is available on all major music streaming platforms. Nigel speaks on the intent behind his art, as well as what inspires his creativity. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. Uh, today, I have a special guest uh mr mr nigel lawrence um man let me just set the premise for those of you who know me i am a huge fan of r&b music so anything that has like that similar tone is quick to get my attention so i'm just sitting here um i met a friend recently and um at the westaboo event uh, that happened about couple of months ago before all this COVID-19 had us sheltering, holding shelter in place. And she sent me the link um, to her son, uh, Nigel Lawrence. And she said, yo, you have to check out my, my son's new single. And I'm like, okay. And being me, being kind of skeptical, you know, I was like, okay, here's, you know, somebody sent me some new music. I listened to it literally. And I was just telling him this. I literally got teary eyed. Um, I got emotional from that song and I can go on all day about how it really affected me. So I started listening to it again a day, you know, prepping for this interview and it's just so many elements to it, man. And I just want to uh, personally thank you, Nigel, for releasing this single, man, because it's it was very timely, very timely. Um, but yeah. So, uh, thanks again, Nigel, for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, and I'm glad, really glad you enjoyed it. And it, and it, you know, spoke to, you know, spoke to your soul. You know, that was the, that was my whole, you know, goal. And to really, not just release good music, but also release uh, great content and great message yeah. in the song as well, too. So, uh, just hearing you say that, you know, uh, I feel like I've, I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh man! So what? Just offhand, like what inspired you to write it, put it together? Man, um, without your love. So, uh, for those of you that listen, and I'm sure you've listened, I I I wrote it purposely, uh, kind of open ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so my initial inspiration is definitely God first. You know, with me being a believer, because um, without God's love, I would be nothing. This whole world would be nothing. And I can't, um, you know, and I say some of these in the lyrics, I can't do this by myself. Mm. Um, so that's definitely my first inspiration. And then I also channel, uh, I'm trying to do this without getting really emotional. <laughs> um, I also channel, you know, with my, my grandmother, my granny, she, um, she's my mom's mom. She, uh, I, lived with my grandparents um, from the age of about 14, 15 um, until I got married and she really was a pillar in not just my life but 
in our whole family's you know life she was the glue um but for me just so many lessons that she taught me um about life and about just being what it is to be a a human being you know a, a godly human being and just her heart was so giving not just to me and you know my my sisters and my cousins but just to people um one particular memory I have is just us being in a store and this lady complimented her on one of her necklaces and just right there she you know she took it off and gave it to her wow um, just that's the that's kind of you know woman she was and um, is and so with her passing um, you know a couple months before I got married um, just the whole thing it was real tough on me um, and then a year later I also lost another best friend of mine which he's actually really uh, inspirational in my music making um, he introduced me to uh, actually a program you know called Logic a lot of producers know it was Logic 9 um, mm-hmm. I was using a program called Reason at the time um, and I've never you know I didn't hear of Logic uh, mainly because I didn't have a Mac computer and he introduced me to that and then I mean instantly we clicked like I mean we were brothers you couldn't and so he passed a year after I got married and so um and then of course you know there's I have my wife and my kids that are still here so they inspired me as well but I just think um the initial um inspiration came from like I said God my grandmother and my best friend Darius and then everything else uh just fell into place as well I was listening to it and you know when you first listen to any artist your first instinct is to compare them to others you know whether they're mainstream or underground and people that I heard um, I heard uh, Andominio I heard uh, I heard honestly man I heard a little bit of Tank it's the uh, it's the it's the I can't it's like the tone of your voice when you are singing I was yeah. like, man, and and like you said, the first phrase that you use in describing, you know, the music that you make, you say making good music. Um, that's very important because there are a lot of artists out here, sorry to say, who doing their own thing, but they are not making good music. Yeah. Like it's not attractive. It's not something that draws you. Um, but this particular single and the beautiful thing about it was. Uh, one of the aspects was the production. Man. Thank you. Oh, I was like, because it was building as the song went on. Right. And there were different elements added. And I'm just, it just came together. Um, right. Well, so production on it. So my, uh, my, my good friend, Emmanuel Williams. Um, so I definitely, I give him the credit for, so he put the, well, the phone conversation went like this. I said, Hey man, I got this idea. I want to do this song. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be, uh, technically quote unquote gospel. I don't want it to be quote unquote R and B, but kind of mix them. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, gave him a vibe and he sent me back, um, you know, uh, kind of everything together, kind of what you hear near the end, uh, basically, um, and then I structured it and, you know, kind of, like you said, added the different elements, you know, started with, you know, just the piano and the pad and then started building. But, um, yeah, he really, I explained the vision to him and uh, that he sent me, you know, that back and I was like, this is it and let's go. I mean, so the initial sounds and, you know, sound choices, you know, that's all Emmanuel. And then, you know, with me being a producer as well, I put my you know, spin on it and, you know, and arranged it. And, um, but yeah, he really, uh, you know, caught the vision. And that's really my goal too, as far as the song is with me being a producer and musician first for so many years, mm-hmm. I've surrounded myself with other great producers and musicians. And I said, you know, when I come out and be, you know, an artist, I definitely, um, even not to sound in a, in a vain way, even though most things I can do, almost everything myself it's like i don't i don't i don't want to you know i want to include 
these other my other friends and producers and reach the relationship that I've built and we all you know win and uh, grow together yo thank you all for listening so far keep tuning in as we take a break and be right back Hey, Tigas listeners, question, how is your wellness? How do you feel physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically? Remember that your well-being is important, not just for yourself, but others in your life. My question is, are you taking your medicine? I'm not talking about pills, but things that give you life, like music, movies, books, and relationships. Take your doses daily. Reach out to friends and family blast that playlist tap that kindle app and get to reading whatever it takes take time for yourself to rest and re-energize you deserve it we deserve it and now back to the episode a lot of artists want to take the for lack of a better term the han solo route and just do it yourself um but that goes that speaks back onto your song when you say I can't do this by myself, um, which I know you had a different connotation with it, and um, so uh, so as a producer, you did mention that <laughs> this is something that you wanted to say yourself, and it's funny because over the last I want to say decade, a lot of producers have been coming to the forefront because all you used to hearing is just the the production. And um, them putting everything together, and you just hear the main artists. Right. But when you actually hear from the producer themselves, you gather an understanding of how you how you all's minds work, you know. Right. And I just think that's so cool to actually hear uh, from you all about how the, how, you. how the yeah. song. No, most definitely, man, how the song comes together. Um. So uh, what? Seeing that you, um, you that you are a husband and that you are a father, and I watched the video at first. Now the the young girl that's in the video, that's your daughter. Yeah, that's my oldest, Sunday Rose. Man, first of all, awesome name, by the way. Um, no problem. Um, I thought that you were talking to her, and that was the cool thing. Cause then I listened to it again over the last few days, and I'm like. I don't think he's talking about his daughter. And and that was that was the awesome thing because you can see it visual and that's the beautiful thing about music videos like you can create one and you make somebody think something but it can be something completely different. Right. And then I started seeing your visuals for your single and I was like, "Oh, I get it now." So I had to go back and listen to it again and then those pieces started connecting. Right. And um and as a man admitting i can't do this by myself i a lot of us assume that's a that's a sign of weakness but it's not right it's not one bit and that's something that i had to learn over the last few years but to hear but to hear you sing about it and and your 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 lyricism and and your 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 usage of words uh wordplay and i was like man this is just this is poetry this is beautiful definitely beautiful so as far as the 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 uh, rap the rapping part lyrics. I definitely gotta give credit to my guy, um, Kazara, um, Keith Thomas. Um, there's a story behind our, our, us meeting too, so I'll say that for another. But we met actually on a whim. Um, me working at a bank, and he came in, and we just started talking music, and then you know we clicked. And so um, he's um, a little bit older than me. He used to do music back in the day, uh, like original hip hop, you know, back in, up in New York. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, so he actually helped me uh, write write it out. I, again, I told him, you know, basically what I wanted to say uh, as far as you know the vision for the song without your love, and I, you know, explain what I just explained to you. I wanted to be, you know, about God, but I also wanted to be where I can apply it, you know, to my wife to to my girls, you know, to, you know, my, my father, to anybody that it means, you know, I can't be without your love. And, 
Uh, so we just, man, we sat down, man. We locked ourselves in my studio, and we started coming up with words. I would write something. He would write something. You know you know how it goes. Like, no, nah, I don't like that. But yeah, I like that. <laughs> that changes, you know. So, um, again, uh, I can even apply the song to him because I couldn't have the song done without his guidance, you know. And I'm, like you said, I will never be a man to admit yeah, or to try to proclaim oh yeah that's me that's all me you know i did that like um you know yeah i'm credit for what i did do but if i didn't do something no it's not me you know i had help and these are people that helped me and these people that i want and need in my life so because i'm i'm one when i when i come up everybody's coming up with me yeah. so um yeah so definitely him and then my guy claude deuce he helped me write the pre uh the pre-hook part um again i explained to him i had the words and he sent me a little demo back and i was like oh okay yeah so i i did have my uh my p diddy going on where you know i, I hear something and i'm like yeah i want to change that though let me let me switch this around yeah <laughs> and it's like again to have an ear for that uh, i've always admired that when it came to um musicians and um, producers, because y'all, you all hear stuff that a lot of us don't pay attention to, right? And um, and speaking of which, like who who inspires you as an artist, or who have like in the past? Um, it's funny that you mentioned you said you was comparing me to an artist. Now you got a great ear. The fact that you said Tank, um, I listened to at the end of this because uh, I did the verse, I did the verses and the, and the, and the hooks everything first and then i went back and did my ad libs mm -hmm. and i specifically went and listened to tank <laughs> <That's dope, man. laughs> so for you to say that is crazy um and knowing and see that again that's where i feel like where my gift really kind of starts to take form because i'm no great you know singer singer like tank is you know i but to be able to like hear elements and then do the placements mm-hmm um, that's where I was like, okay, I can't do that, but I can do this, and I want a kind of structure. So, yeah, definitely Tank's a great influence um, vocally. Also, uh, man, Jace, Jason Nelson, um, my guy, Ashley Claude Deuce, you know, that helped me write this. He's, um, and, you know, he's right here from Augusta, too, uh, I mean, vocally. Mm -hmm. um, also, mu music side. I have a very vast, you know, I love classical music. I listen to a lot of Bach and uh, Chopin and, um, mm. and jazz side, you know, Snarky Puppy, um, Bill Evans, um, Nat King Cole. Oh, um, wow. Classic. So, yeah. So, like, I take all that. Um, and then, you know, growing up, you know, in the 90s and, you know, early 2000s, you know, your music soul child and, um, you know, people like that. Um, and also, of course, you know, Michael Jackson mm -hmm. and Prince. So I really just, um, I think being in my generation, um, having the luxury of hearing and growing up kind of with the old school and kind of crossing over into the new school, I'm able to, you know, blend everything together to kind of create my own sound. So I use this communication app called Marco Polo uh, to send messages, uh, video messages to family members or, or maybe friends that I don't get the opportunity to see and speak to on a daily basis. And my brother um, from the Midwest sent me a video and he was playing uh, Jay Holiday and a Joe, the singer, R&B singer. And I was just thinking to myself, man, I I missed that era. You know, uh, there are some artists out today that, that you know, they strike my attention, like L like the LMAs and, and everyone that's having their own distinct sound. But uh, even Usher is still putting out hits. But um, as a as a writer, I get most of my influences um, from people of the past um, and then end up making my own sound. And when it comes to writing, and I think we all do that. So continue to listen in. This is the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories uh, with Mr. Nigel Lawrence. As a um, writer, that's one thing that I had to learn because 
To be honest, I tell people this all the time. It wasn't literary um, personas that inspired me, like the, the Shakespeare's and the Langston Hughes. I read their stuff, and I it was awesome, and it did intrigue me. But it was the hip hop artists that really caught my attention, like Common and um, Talib Kweli, like the way that they they used the bar structure. Unlike a lot of people, like they jam packed it, um, but at the end of their verse, it just it just flowed differently. But everything fit, and they made it their own. And being able to do that while still being influenced by other people, you end up creating this sound. It's like you know what? It sounds like such and such, but it's not such and such. Right. And that's and that's the cool thing about it. Um, so how long, how long did it take to make this, this, this one sing? Is this a single of a bigger project or is that too um, much? So, <laughs> well, it's funny missing that. I think, I believe I got, it's going to be, I can't put the other single. I say I can't. Yeah. We're trying to decide whether we're going to put the other singles on as one album or one EP because my next couple songs are gonna go way left from this one <laughs> and so i mean i think a sneak peek it'd probably be more of like a kind of funk jazz kind of track yeah so that's gonna be totally different from the r&b side and so to tell you my ultimate plan go i want to be really the next quincy jones mm. slash quincy jones mm. meets prince Wow. That's uh, a heavy hitter right there, man. Yeah, as being a producer, (laughs) not only for myself, because I'm going to incorporate other artists in my projects as well, but also being able to play it as well and perform it and produce it. You know, it's like uh, I got a kind of bigger goal to kind of. And I did all this. I did release it without a label, without. You know, I did that on purpose just to prove to myself and my team that, you know, I can do it. Like, we can do it ourselves. Like, we, not that we don't need anybody. So that's kind of, I know that's kind of oxymoron from <laughs> without your love, I can't do it by myself. But in something, it's just, it was a, you know, just a test to see, okay, hey, this music industry thing, you know, um, how hard, how really hard is it, you know? to get something done get an idea finish the idea record it get it out you know get it copyright legally get it produced get it distributed um so we did that just for the purpose of saying okay now we know what's involved so if sony or uh you know anybody a bigger label wants to sign us you know there's nothing that they can't really tell us as far as that side and you know so we get our business straight and mm-hmm. um, that we know you know we know these things and they you know try to about production and distribution and, uh, so we did it more so just to educate ourselves on the whole full process of creating and releasing the song and I think that's one thing that a lot of us miss out on is the business um, aspect of it because you can end up doing something so well um, but if you don't have that one part uh, taken care of, it leaves cracks for people taking advantage of you. Um, case in point, just heard about um, Megan the Stallion and what her record labor did to her. And I was like, you've made all this music, yet this is how much you're getting out of it. And you haven't even released the album yet. I was like, how do you go about doing that? And then recently, you remember JoJo? Yeah. She just recently started making music again because she was under her contract for a very long time. Yeah, she was locked down. Man. And for you to be not be able to release any music, you know, like they your your voice was under contract. Yep. And like you said, going through all this rigorous uh, this process that is very necessary because it covers you in the end. I think a lot of artists need to be informed of that. Right. Yeah, we definitely. Um, 
I mean, I actually, like I said, the, the end goal is to be, like I said, the next Quincy. Um, like, I already have uh, our company, uh, our label is Musician Lives Matter, which is not just a label, it's a whole movement. Yeah. Uh, it's our brand, and it's, um, you know, that's the label. Uh, we got a, a, a publishing, and of course, with me, you know, being a producer, executive producer, and an artist on it, you know, um, that way, if I sign other artists, um, I have their best. They know I have their best interests at heart too, because the whole I'm attached. My name is attached to the whole thing, and um, I'm nothing without a good name, you yep. know. And so I want to have it to where they know uh, that I want them to succeed, and I know the steps to help them succeed because you know I've done it with myself and with my team, you know, for me. Um, and so when I help other artists, um, you know, like like that situation, that just that breaks my heart. Like you said, like JoJo and all these other artists, they have great voices and great, you know, talents and gifts. But the industry, all they care about is money. And mm-hmm. so they, they lock them up, you know, to where they can't do anything. And uh, as being an artist and being a creative, yeah, definitely money is good and great. But having all the money in the world and but being told to be quiet and your music and your gift that's I mean that's torture yeah hmm yeah. so do you find yourself in a position when you how, how long have you been um, producing I, I've been producing since I was so about 17 years since I was about 15 oh wow so who was your um yeah but did you have a specific mentor somebody that that um sort of carried you along the process or did you pick up different things here and there and did you have a variety um yeah so from um close uh here locally was two guys um stokes marlon stokes Mm -hmm. which he had a group called victorious praise and under him was uh, Chris Chris Tompkins, which he's kind of closer to my age. And so, really, between them two, uh, and Chris, they kind of took me under my wing, took me under their wing as far as showing me uh, not just with production, but even just uh, my musicianship altogether. Um, one thing they always taught me was, uh, which some people kind of they they don't agree with this, but to me, they said when you play a show. Um, always play the show and prepare for the show like this is your last show like yeah nobody's gonna hear you again mm. and so that way you're always leaving a mark um on you know just always blaze don't ever have stuff even you know whether you get paid fifty dollars five hundred five thousand dollars always play it like you know you're in front you're in front of a million people and so i've kept that mentality not just for playing live but even when i go to production um and and my friends will tell you I'll be in the studio recording something and I record it and it'd be perfect but then I delete it and I record it again because <laughs> <laughs> I, <won't, laughs> I want it and they'll be like that was the same take you just did you could I was like man I know I just I want to see if I can do it better yeah so yeah. Just, I'm always pushing um because I, I recognize great talent and great gifts. Um, so from afar, my mentor has been um, Timberland and mm. uh, Aaron Lindsay mm. and Aaron Lewis. Um, I've met Aaron and Aaron as far as on the gospel side. Um, I've met them. I've talked to them, um, but I haven't really spent time with them personally. But I've spent a lot of time music and listening to all their records. Um, like I said, Timberland is just he knows how to, he knows how to groove like. You can't hear a Timberland beat and not start moving your head. Yeah. And that's just, I've kind of tried to dissect the formula to, I mean, it's not, it's more than just a beat. It's like, you got to have that feel. Mm. The feeling is everything. And um, same way with Aaron Lindsay and Aaron Lewis, they, you know, when they play something, when they produce something, you feel it. Yeah. Um, and that's my ultimate goal as far as music. Um, like I said, back to our beginning statement when you said you felt something. That's my that's my goal. Like 
that makes me happy that I did my job. Not that somebody just heard something good, because people aren't going to remember what they hear as much as they remember how they felt. Yeah. And that's my goal in creating this music, whether it's R&B, hip-hop, gospel, you know, classical. Um, If nobody feels nothing, then I didn't do it right, and I need to go back to the drum board. So usually every day, if possible, I try to think of a scripture uh, that I can use. Uh, I came across Psalm chapter 90, verse 10, and it says, Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. How often do we get so caught up in what's going on, we automatically think that our tomorrow is promised. And that's not always the case, uh, case in point. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic that's been going around, so many people have been passing away. Um, fortunately, many people have survived. Uh, but then again, yes, lives have been lost. And I'm certain a lot of people didn't wake up one day thinking, hey, um, I'm going to catch this and I'll be fine. Or I'm going to catch anything at all. So if there's anything you're, you're sitting on, whether it's a book uh, a uh, mixtape, an album, a memoir, anything, a recipe book that you have, you were supposed to be uh, putting together to pass down your family. Go ahead and start on it because your tomorrow is not guaranteed. Uh, we all are on borrowed time. Um, we have no idea, no idea what's at the end. But one guarantee that we do have is right now so use that um just thought i'd throw that in there this is a daily reminder uh not just for anyone who's listening but for myself so continue uh, to enjoy uh the rest of the episode i totally 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 agree because that's my that's my motto when i tell people is um if what i write doesn't appeal to any of your five senses i failed you as an artist yeah but if what I do and say doesn't reflect God, then I failed him as a son. So it, we we have these responsibilities. Um, and though I think the more wise we become, the more it's the it, 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 the more we listen um, to those inner voices telling us, yo, that was good. But you can do better and getting to that point. Um I remember somebody posted a meme. It was this thing of like this. Uh, imagine a a garage. I think it was a, a parking garage um, full of speakers, like stacked as high as the house. And they said, "Now, if you had one song to play on these speakers, what song would it be?" And the first song I thought about was "One in a Million" with Aaliyah. And because back then. When that track came on, I was like, "This beat is so hard." And but the the small things Timberland puts in the background, like right. you thinking, like who does who, who puts a, a cricket noise or right. a baby, even in uh, are you that are you that what is it? Yeah. Are you that somebody? Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, and, and all this stuff with Missy, just all these little oh. different different elements and yeah so yeah you're right it's stuff like that that people and if you ask people they some people won't even realize that they're hearing it but they remember how they how they feel and yes. that's the reason why they feel that way is because he's like you know he's enticing and he, he's poking at those you know emotional strings mm. you know yeah yeah I, I, Timbaland is one of my uh, favorite producers to listen to um, him and JT, man, oh, it's just it's it's just sick. But it's but going back to um, the idea of using your gift and not sitting on it, um, that was something that I came to like honestly, man. When when Kobe passed away, that was a huge huge eye opener for me. And I've mentioned this many times on this podcast, probably in the last few episodes. But it was it was primarily it wasn't just his his life as an athlete, but the fact that Kobe did what he did 
and he later said, you know what, I'm not done. But had no idea that, you know, his life was going to end at 41. And you, we automatically assume that we got all this time in the world and we don't. So I personally got tired of sitting on something and I had to, I had to give it up. I had to release it. And um, listening to, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think I think that the Kobe incident was actually another trigger point for me as well. Yeah. Um, because even before that, and you asked my wife and um, well, my granny used to, I, for a long time. I've I as much as I like sleep, I don't like. I've never really like going to sleep because I want. I've always wanted to soak up. You know, so much of the day. Yeah. So much of the time. And so I, you know, go and go and go. And uh, my granny used to always tell me, she says, son, you need to, you need to rest. You need to stop and go lay your head down. Because when, when you can't go, you're going to have, but it's just like, I always just had that drive to, you know, learn more and grow. Um, even now, like, uh, I'm addicted to YouTube. Um, <laughs> learning, there's so much, you know, uh, about programs, about production, about, you know, mixing and engineering and um, all this stuff because, like I said, I didn't have luxury of, you know, really going to a school, actually getting hands-on, learning all this stuff. So everything I've learned, um, you know, as far as on the technical side of things about how to operate these programs and EQs, compressors, and different uh, virtual instruments, like that stuff that I have learned on my own just from, you know, diving in, like, I read the manuals on different things. I watch all these videos. Um, but the reason being is because I told my wife, I said, I could really, I could be gone tomorrow. I don't expect to, but I could be. And I said, the fact that I want to be, I want to know that I'll be able to leave something, a legacy behind, you know, for you, for my, for my kids, not just money, but also you know something tangible or something that you know like music that something that that's that's tangible that can be felt and that can be uh, even recycled back into society back into the world yeah um and so at being you know turning 32 a couple weeks ago i was like you know what i have nothing um you know tangible like that you know definitely i know i've instilled in my girls even with them being six and four, you know, um, the fear of God and, you know, how to be, you know, just uh, a great person. But as far as having something tangible to leave them, um, I got a lot catching up to do. So <laughs> that Kobe thing definitely, you know, like I said, it was an eye-opener to everybody because it's just, doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter your status, your social status, or you know what color you are it's like when death comes it comes and if you hadn't done all you can do with what god gave you to do it with um then i feel like you know we fail uh, as being on this planet i agree my uh, my wife she used to say uh, she says it every now and then she says you know what calvin i want to die empty and mm -hmm. i was like yo that's wow I never really thought about that, um, and I I can totally um, concur and say that yo this is that's legit, and the the concept of legacy, you know you obviously when you're kids and you're even younger like your early twenties you don't think about the L word you know legacy and, and leaving something behind, um, something that resonates with with people and not just people but um, God's creation and right. being uh, relational you know that stuff matters um and speaking of just society how has this you know the whole COVID-19 issue how has that affected you as a musician because I know a lot of people are limited to certain amount of primarily being in the company of other people but has this affected your it looks like it hasn't <laughs> affected your creativity like you still released a single which is still dope it's affected it actually in a more positive way um, I would say because yeah. um, the 
so my our official music video for the song is actually you know gonna touch on some of this you know virus uh you know some of the issues that's going on with it and um that's why i wanted to get some videos of people like first responders and people that's actually been affected um you know my guy claude that actually helped me write the the pre-hook he actually had it wow and um i didn't even know when we because uh, I actually I've been sitting on it for about a month and a half you know his part was already done I just been trying to you know polish up and and mix and get stuff and so when I sent him the artwork um, he didn't respond for like a couple of days so I hit him up and then he told me he's like man I've been sick I was like what and then so he actually had it so that's actually that was more confirmation that's like okay yeah I need to do this video and I'm gonna put some of those elements so about me being quarantined in my studio and um it's been rough as far as money standpoint as far as not being able to go back to work Mm -hmm. um um because like I said I'm not Timberland yet so those royalty (laughs) those those mailbox checks ain't started rolling in yet but um just the fact you know being locked in and just using that um I think that really did help us to go ahead and finish and finish the song and get it out because I had the time because I wasn't at work. So it's just like finding that blessing, you know, in the skies, you know, that making lemonade out of lemons, you know. Um, I'm just grateful that none of, nobody directly, you know, from my family uh, has had it or been affected. You know, we've been staying safe, you know, only going to the grocery store if, if need be. And, um, not staying out, but um, I just feel for these people, and I really think that this song will help a lot of people can get through, especially those that's lost loved ones or that's been affected. Um, it's something that they can attach themselves to to remember um, that one that you know that passed and went on, you know, allowing them to say, "Hey, I can't, you know, be without your love." Because one thing that doesn't die is love. Yeah, um, and it also transcends you know generations and and generations and and i just hope that they can be inspiration to you know really the world that's been affected because it's it's a universal message you know regardless of what you believe in you know the different religions or you know where where you come from what culture um one thing that will always remain the same is love and Mm. that's the goal yeah I remember I was watching recently watching at the like one of the actual document do, um, documentaries outside of when they see us on Netflix uh, about the Central Park Five and uh, the the one of the one I forgot his last name he was uh, Yusef his 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 mom when he was sent to prison his mom had a shirt that said Yusef is innocent and um, she actually wore. She had been wearing that a similar shirt the entire time he was in prison. So when he was released, she wore that shirt and she was just smiling as if to say, I knew my son was innocent. And going back to that ideal of love, even when you're far away from someone, that's one thing that does not die off. It doesn't disintegrate. Um, If anything, it amplifies and receiving that. Like you said, it's something that even now, when you put a, when you take away all the businesses, when you take away everything else, and when you realize that's all you have in the midst of this, especially with the people that are closest to you, but you probably can't be close to them because of you know possibly getting infected. But you realize, yo, that's if that's if that's if this isn't the essence of who we are, um, then it, it makes it difficult. To connect with people um and that's and that's what this without your love man it's just this song it was it was one of those songs because when i hear something that i really really like i just can't i can't stop listening to it um and i even listen to it when i run it's just because usually you know you need an upbeat song to get you going but I I listen to music now and I just I listen to uh the, the verbiage everything and wow. it's just it's really this is a really good 
really good song very like again very timely and i'm glad that you released it and man, thank you so much no problem man i just hope people do not be i hope people aren't sleeping on local artists because this is a another testament that y'all putting out some good stuff man putting out some good stuff i appreciate it man well i appreciate you you know having on here and uh, sharing it and you know telling everybody about it that um you know that we won't we won't be local for long you know yeah I'm trying to go <laughs> trying to go worldwide with it um yeah I just want to be able to hit every every generation every uh, every genre too like I said that's why the other singles that are coming out are gonna have different different feels on them too that way I'm hitting I'm hitting everybody yeah <laughs> uh two more things um. Where can people reach you at? Like, listen to your your music or your social media platforms. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm on all social media. Uh, Nigel Maestro, N I G E L M A E S T R O. Uh, that's Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, SoundCloud, uh, and also I'm the only Nigel Lawrence in the on the uh, Nigel Lawrence is my official name my wife said i should go with my actual name you know be proud of my name and go and uh <laughs> so i did ask her and so uh on itunes spotify all your digital media platforms google uh just nigel lawrence without your love i'm the one and only one there so it won't be hard to find um yeah and then just just keep your ears open um ask the radios to play it i've, I've submitted them to different radio stations so y'all can call and um asking to play without your love nigel lawrence and um greatly appreciate the support man oh no problem and uh my last question is like which i love asking is uh what would you say is the glory in your story oh man oh, i don't even know where to begin with that and <laughs> <laughs> um i would just say so three years ago my wife and I, we've had a house fire, mm. and um, we lost pretty much everything, and except our lives. Yeah, um, I was there, and I was able to get get my girls out. Um, I got them out first, and I was able to go back in and uh, get my laptop. Um, I had to get a new charger, but my wife got her. She's like, did you get your laptop first or the girls first? <laughs> like, you know I got the girls out first. <laughs> but, uh, wow. you know, because my music, I mean, that's 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 my life. You yeah. Know? Um, but, so we lost everything. And in that moment, I felt the most, you know, useless and just horrible I've ever felt in my life. Because with my wife looking at me, and saying, what are we going to do? We didn't have any insurance. Um, and so, I mean, just literally not knowing, you know, being able to say, I don't know. Hmm. And I remember there was a neighbor that came out and she hugged my wife. And I think this is maybe the second time we had even talked to her and we had been there, you know, two years, uh, just from busy life. Yeah. She hugged my wife. And she came to me and she hugged me and she gave me $200 and she said, I know this ain't much and won't replace everything, but I just want you to know that this is God saying that he's got you. Mm. And man, I, that just, that broke me even like in a good way because I was already broken and feeling like giving up um I mean it was tough like I was thinking about like I literally was thinking about just you know commit suicide to because I had life insurance I was like well they can get that Mm. you know um like I was just I was in a low place and um a couple months went by you know people just started giving 
um, people that we knew, people that we didn't know was giving so much money. This church had took up a, a big offering for us. It ended up being about $36,000. Wow, bro. And we were able to get a brand new house. Wow. Um, and, you know, a, a brand new house, uh, put a down payment on it to actually purchase because we were renting. Um, and then somebody else had filled our whole house with brand new furniture. And I mean, and so I just look at that to say, no matter what is going on, it's like I can literally be without nothing. And without God's love, without your love, without his love, I wouldn't be nothing. Like he he literally showed that he came through and, and used people I mean, in ways that, like I said, I couldn't even, I would, I didn't know where anything was coming from, you know? And so that's definitely my main inspiration, like I said, for this song and, and for my life is, and that's why I put this one out first. It's like, I want to set the foundation as people know, you know, what I'm about, where my heart is at first, because everything here after that is still going to be based off of this foundation. Is that I'm I know I yeah I'm gifted to play music and do this and that but there ain't nothing I can do that you know trumps what you know what God can do in exactly. my life because when I don't know what to do and I'm my back's against the wall and I'm I'm on the floor it's like he sends a neighbor to whisper in my ear and say God's got you hmm. man hearing that when he says i got you like that's even that 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 type of um words those type of words because it's easy to somebody say you know i got you covered but when somebody say yo i got you like that's that's very uh that's a very intimate phrase um and as men receiving that from him and him reminding us where our source who our source and what our source is uh, for our strength and our ability to move forward, it's it's amazing. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that, man. Um, sorry that our time is limited. I know you got to tend to your family. Um, uh, my wife just sent me a message, so I got to hit her up. Um, but thanks again, Nigel, man. Again, this without your love, dope single, bro. Dope. Man, I appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for your time, man. And um, for those of you who are listening, this is the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories with myself, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. and uh, Mr. Nigel Lawrence. Yo, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. <laughs>